2: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: We're on the road to the new lawn this weekend. And after no rain for basically the whole summer, a new lawn is something we'll all be after come the autumn. This is the Blue Monday podcast. <laughs> like that a bit of a gardening joke for you there seb
1: what was great is that you did it in one take as well it was effortless so just straight off the bat professional we definitely didn't sit here for a good few minutes as you kept bastardizing the joke over and over
0: i can't believe you swore in the first few minutes as well
1: butchering i said butchering
0: there we go hello and welcome so the Blue Monday podcast, that might, get, might might have been bleeped by the time we get to the edit. Um, Discussing Ipswich stand-up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward, and you're listening to the Pre-Match Show, brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich, which was rammed last week. Long may that continue. This is um, available every week on podcast audio with our predictions show from this um, pod, also available on video, um, and making his return after sunning himself on the opening day. Look at that. I mean, you can't see it until you watch the prediction show, but man, it's like looking at David Dickinson over there. Um, Seb Brown, how are you doing?
1: Brilliant. I'm, uh, I'm good, thank you. Yep, back from my warm weather preseason training camp. But no, it was very civilized. It was lovely watching the Bolton game when I follow from abroad. It was a uh, very, very enjoyable, very nice break. Thank you. But ready to back with... and really looking forward to getting back into, uh, into football on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Well, let's not get let's not get too excited about that first. Let's. Where were you? Are you going to share your the location you went?
1: I went to the Dominican Republic, uh, which very is obviously a Caribbean okay. island, and it was, yeah, very, very nice, very very different to to around here, very different way of life, which uh, is very easy to get used to.
0: And, I mean, is there something wrong with 30-degree heat in this country, Seb?
1: Yeah, I prefer 35-degree heat uh, <laughs> with 85% humidity and alcohol on tap all day, 24 hours a day. So, yeah, just the little things go. that, you know, a, a slight difference. Little the beaches there were a bit different to the likes of real and Talacra and Blackpool around here. It was just a, a little bit different.
0: I, was, I mean, I've got Winnersh Taplow in my head now. You know. <laughs> Real. I don't even know where the other... What was the other one?
1: What? Talacra. It's Talacra. a it's a, Welsh, it's a Welsh beach on Anglesey.
0: Borodar to our Welsh listeners there. Go head down to... What was it? alacra
1: Talacra.
0: Talacra. There's a T yeah. in the start. There you go. Let's move it on. Let's talk about news. Um, and, and let's talk about Kasim Passa which is the destination finally bringing an end to the most epic of transfer sagas with Bursant Selina signing for the Turkish side on loan Um, earlier in the week. um, Kieran McKenna said, Seb, that Bersant was a player who I really enjoyed working with and everyone enjoyed having him here. Um, And we know about that, particularly ITFC Twitter. Um, It was something that we explored in the summer and I think the club did everything they possibly could. Um, Maybe Selina's." dad might have something to say about that a lot of conversations between the club and the player blah 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 um in the end it wasn't possible um i guess two questions apart from um are you just happy that we don't have to talk about this after today but uh are you disappointed and do you think we need to replay? we need someone to come in and do this leaner role as it were
1: so I am disappointed that he's not joined us. You know, I've made no made no sort of secret on this podcast. I'm a big fan of his and I would have done the deal. However, my God, it went on far too long, didn't it? Is it our was this or Jimmy Bullard, do you reckon our longest ever transfer saga? Because that long, one went on it? and on until right near the deadline. I remember that one. But but yeah, I mean it was at the point, wasn't it, where Twitter was melting down every day based on certain posts by by certain people and stuff. And I'm 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 glad it's put to bed now for Well, for 12 months, I guess, we'll see next year if we go up and his loan finishes with them and he goes back to Dijon, then we'll probably be sat in the exact same place. But he's a quality player. I'd have been more than happy if he'd have signed for us. I guess we won't know the ins and outs of why the deal fell through and stuff. But when you look at the the talent we've got behind the main striker, I'm not really thinking we need to go out and 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 bring anybody else. In Selena, for me, would would have been the 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 pinnacle. You know, the 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 top kind of player, marquee signing who would make you know he he can do those magical moments here and there. And I don't think you'll get a player of that quality uh, other than him coming to the club. So I don't really see the need to go out and get. Another one, so to speak, you know, Aluko will be able to play half the games this season. Conor Chaplin's got the the number 10 on his back now. He's already got an assist from the first game of the season. And I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. And one of the big pluses from last weekend, obviously, Tyrese John-Jules coming on and looking really, really lively. And Harness as well. I know he didn't play amazingly last weekend, but he's a guy that can play across two or three positions in that front three. So I wouldn't look to bring anybody else in. I'm happy with what we've got in those positions. Cameron Humphreys as well is one that could potentially come in. And I I am glad the saga is is now put to bed, thankfully, and we can all move on. Because I really thought it was going to keep going until deadline day. But at least now we can move on. You know, he's a classy player. He seems to have a natural affinity for the club, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised in the future if we see him again. Hopefully, he'll have a good year in Turkey and enjoy some, some, some big away days at Galatasaray and Fenerbahce. And I'm sure we'll see some moments of skill and moments of goals on, on Twitter every now and again throughout the year, but let's put it behind us now, move on with what we've got. I wouldn't bring anybody else in, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens next summer.
0: So you're suggesting that this, this saga that's run for two months could run for a, a whole year now?
1: I think we'll be seeing stuff throughout the year, (laughs) don't you? I'm expecting every every time he scores a goal. If we draw a game and Selena scores a worldie somewhere in Turkey, it'll be all over Twitter and stuff.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe I need to muse some more words on my Twitter timeline. There we go. You said no more. I, I assume you still think we need to sign a striker. Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I meant no more in the number 10 attacking midfield position, given the options that we've got. Hurst is still the name. You know, I noticed he's not been given a squad number today, is he, by, by Leicester, I don't believe. So he's clearly one they're looking to move out a couple of the suggested rivals at championship level have made signings in the last 48 hours, 72 hours or so. So maybe they're looking to drop out the picture. So if we can get him in, then it's been a, a brilliant window. If we can't get him in, I would still expect us to go out and sign a striker, um, just to, you know, to bolster the ranks up top.
0: Is Macaulay Bond the new Bersan Salina? Uh,
1: if, if, if he come, if, if Bond was available and we take him on loan for the season as a, third fourth choice striker i haven't really got that much of an issue with that i wouldn't want him here as the main guy but i guess you know with the with the likes of ladapo and and jackson and stuff you have got other options there we know he loves the club uh we know he can score goals because he was brilliant in the autumn of of last season okay it didn't go great for him from november ish time onwards um but, you know, it's it, it's one of those. I think he would be a fullback. I think if we sign him, it will clearly mean we have missed out on on other targets. Um, but the club did keep the number 18 shirt free in the the squad numbers. And we all know the affinity he's got for that shirt. So wouldn't be overly surprised if it was done. But if it is done, it means we've missed out on Hurst. And I think that would be a real shame. Yeah.
0: I agree. But we, we do like sagas. It's kind of the... No, know, the regen of the Bert <laughs> saga. Finally, on on bit of news, I mean, I'm not expecting a huge amount of um, insight on this one. Well, maybe it's one we can ask Joe about. Um, Albi Armin joins Braintree in the Vanorama National League South. So a couple of three divisions down, I think, is that? Um, Join on loan until January. Uh, I guess, you know, I think he's now going to be converted into a defender maybe a wing back I think maybe started out as a midfielder Um, but I guess it just it just prolongs the debate about how the how important the academy is Seb um, and you know the merit of sending players out to the likes of Braintree what's your what's your take on this
1: yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume, given the location he's gone to, it'll be one of those where he might well still train with us, you know, throughout the week and stuff. He might even feature in a few under, under twenty-one, under twenty-three games. So I don't think he's necessarily totally out of the picture. I don't, I don't mind young players going out on loan. I kind of, you know, think it can, it, it, it can make them. And if it's just down the road, then it's an easy one. If it's not working out, he can be recalled in January. If he does really well, we could look to bring him back and maybe get him slightly further up the pyramid but the fact that he's on the doorstep means you know you've always got easy to keep an eye on him and easy to have him in the building if you want to get some extra extra training and stuff out of him so win win I think for me um you know we have heard time and time again from various managers that the the under 23 level of football is just you know it's it's nothing isn't it you know you want your players out there playing what they call men's football you know getting roughed up on a, mm. on, a on a on a on a saturday on a on a rubbish pitch in in crappy weather <laughs> and um yeah hopefully it'll be the making of him and he'll, he'll come back and do well and
0: only 18 as well, so still Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: And a lot of me. traffic between him and the first team. So I know we've got Pizza Cup games and stuff, but, you know, that's going to be the likes of Burgess and Indaba and stuff. There's there's no reason to think he would really get a look in there. So go out six months, play some football, and we'll see where we all stand in January.
0: Fingers crossed. Seb, let's talk about Forest Green Rovers, the new lawn. Uffers um, champions from League Two last season by virtue of a seven-goal difference... Um, margin to exit to finish second, um, and this is kind of a relatively new success for um, for them. Obviously, um, this is their the highest league standing they've had in their entire history, and it we kind of needs to give credit or their support needs to at least give credit. I'm sure they do to their owner who's basically bankrolled this and, but also tried to be quite, um, you know, tried to evolve and change things, and certainly with a environmental uh, carbon neutral vegan kind of perspective Seb
1: yeah absolutely it's, it's it's just very different isn't it to what we're used to you know the initiatives they've put in place and we'll talk a bit about the stadium and stuff and the club philosophy and the kits and everything it's just a a different way of doing stuff and one I think should be applauded you know just from a footballing point of view what they've done is great as well you know to build a club and to get them promoted throughout the tiers and now suddenly they're in a league where they're playing the like I'm, I'm not you know belittling them but they're in a, a league where they're going to play the likes of us and Derby and Sheffield Wednesday you know a few years ago they probably thought those kind of crowds and those kind of teams coming to to, to the stadium would never have occurred and 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 they the, the renewable stuff you know we know how important sustainable is you and me work in industries that are heavily focused on renewable energy and stuff and it's a it's an absolutely key part of the world we live in these days And and I for one think it should be should be applauded.
0: Yeah, Dale Vince um, is the the owner. Um, for those of you who know electricity supply businesses like I do, because I'm an energy nerd, and he's the man behind Ecotricity. Um and he's and he's been involved um, since 2010, I think. And you know, promotion for the National League, and then into um sixteen seventeen and then from that point onwards i mean there was a there was a kind of a an acclimatization season in 1718 when they finished 21st in league two and after that a fifth place finished lost in the playoffs 1920, 20 a um, bit lower in 10th then 20 21 6th and then last season first so i think it's pretty fair to say that this is a club that is upwardly mobile it's obviously a lot of investment seb yeah but there is ambition there isn't there
1: there is, yeah, it reminds me a bit of Lincoln, Jim under the Cowleys when they kind of went on like little runs and they would go up a level and then look to sort of consolidate and then move up a level again. And it, it just shows what can be done, you know, with with good recruitment, um, good, good good young managers, you know, coaching players. It shows what can be achieved in the lower echelons of the game. And like I said, you know, they probably never thought they'd be in a league facing the likes of, you know, the big boys, so to speak. And, and full credit to them, they won the league last year, obviously. They won the league with eighty four points, by the way, which you know sounds mm. crazy when you compare it to the totals that that we all needed just to get into the play playoffs but yeah 80, 80, 84 points joint with Exeter obviously they had the, the, the better goal difference and um, they'll be looking to make a real real stab of this season hopefully keep themselves up
0: yeah and uh, you know the, the form towards the end of the season not the best um it was a draw with Bristol Rovers that sealed their promotion and after that a few defeats and a draw albeit against teams that were that still had something to play for but there's some the season kind of was built around an unbeaten run that stretched from the 16th of October through to the 19th of February. So, yeah, definitely um, well worth their promotion. Probably the big news story for them, Seb, is the change of managers. Rob Edwards, we spoke about this with Gab Sutton in our League One preview. Um, and I am so I was surprised kind of that he'd only been there for, for one season. Rob Edwards um, joined in May 2021 and then took them up in his first season in charge um he's got a good caliber um a 45.3 percent win percentage in that season um left for Watford in May this year and I guess the question is how big a focal point was Rob Edwards and I guess we're starting to see in Birch and all the replacement come in and he's kind of of the school like was. he worked with Graham Potter isn't he so it's an interesting transition there It's, it's interesting to see how big and important Rob Edwards was for that team. And early signs suggest maybe not as much as maybe us outsiders think.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, I was I was surprised when Watford kind of poached him in the summer. I think we all were a little bit. And wasn't there a bit of... Uh, animosity between the two clubs. I seem to remember Ooh. Forrest did a state Forest Green did a statement saying you know he'd been tapped up or what. I can't remember exactly the exact details of it, Something but like it, was, it was certainly a surprise given the kind of managers that Watford normally go for. They obviously completely want to change their philosophy and go down that kind of younger coach sort of sort of route. But but I guess that proves you know if you can have one good season in the lower leagues and you get noticed by one of the the so called bigger boys further up the food chain, then it can get you a uh, you know it can get you an excellent move. And I, I guess they've they've looked to replace him with a guy who's Kind of more academic, isn't he? You know, he's got a degree, I believe, from the University of Leeds. He's kind of the this new era that we're seeing, you know, with, with McKenna and some of the coaching stuff he's appointing. It's just this more sort of, you know, kind of educated, uh, well-thought-through, younger kind of coaching that, that seem to have more of a, a, a should we say, a emotional intelligence and stuff than maybe some of the older school managers. And they've got this kind of better link with the, the modern players of today. And it'll be interesting to they, see how they get on.
0: Yeah, he, he spells in Norway, and then succeeded Graham Potter at, at Osterson when Graham Potter left and had some relative success and then came back um, to Notts County to a couple of playoffs and, and then appointed this summer. And, you know, we were talking about Ian Everett last week there, but it sounds like, you know, as, as well as this this kind of more academic or developmental coach that, you know, proceeds gets through the ranks and gets a head coaching position, the style of play and the favoured formation is not... It's not going to be a surprise to folk listening, is it?
1: No, not at all. It's a, a three-at-the-back system, isn't it? You know, and I, I see you've made a note he's got a 100% record with Forest Green Rovers, <laughs> which is true, isn't it? Played 1-1-1. One, one, one. But no, it'll be a, a three-at-the-back system. Last year, they were so reliant on the full-backs. They had Kane Wilson down the right and Nicky Cadden down the left. And they, they've they both moved on in the summer. And between them, they had 25 assists which is, you know, crazy. It shows mm. how vital their kind of fullbacks were. I think Wilson was 12 and Cadden was 13 or something. And They've both moved on. Uh, Cadden's gone to, to, to Barnsley in League One and, and, and Wilson's gone to uh, Bristol Rovers, uh, sorry, Bristol City, City. In, in, the, in the Championship. Yeah, up in the Championship. So their losses for them. But yeah, they play attacking style of football, um, average sort of 53% possession across last season. So they like to kind of keep the ball. So it should be a, a good, entertaining game of football on Saturday.
0: It will. Yeah, let's talk about. It transfer business and, and squad and so on. I mean the the headline this week, Seb, two play, two players in. One is recently the day we recall on Thursday, Sean Robertson, a wing backslash winger who signed from from Crystal Palace. Um but another player signed on a free transfer who'd also played for Crystal Palace. Seb, um up front
1: Connor Wickham, yeah, you can still find, you can still him. find I mean, him there. Yeah, I mean, I've got a quiz question for you here. How many league appearances has Connor Wickham made since he left us in the summer of 2011? So, in the last 11 years, how many league appearances? He's had a few loan spells. We sold to Sunderland. He went to Palace. He's had loan spells at Preston and at uh, Huddersfield, Wednesday. I think it was. But, but yeah, how many do you reckon? League league appearances? Is that sub appearances? I don't know.
0: Is it less than 100?
1: No, no, it's more than a hundred. Okay, one hundred and sixty-four.
0: I was going to say one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, wow. one hundred and
1: sixty-four. Wow. So, I mean, you think when we sold in, was it eight eight million quid to Sunderland? Something like that. Yeah, we all kind of thought, you know, wow, this is he's going to get go to Sunderland for a couple of years and then look to to move on again up the the Premier League kind of pyramid. But it just he just couldn't couldn't stay fit, could he? I remember he scored some big important goals for Sunderland against Man City, I mm. think, to keep them up towards the end of a season once. And you know, I mean, he always seemed to score against Norwich as well, didn't he? When he was at, was it a Palace, he'd score against Norwich and wind the crowd up. And yeah, what what a player he was for us. But yeah, just not really worked out how how I think we all kind of expected it would do for him. But hopefully he'll do well there. He's on a short term deal, isn't he? Till till January, is it? like he had at the start of last, I think he was sorry right. for the first six months of last season. So he signed till January. Hopefully he'll get a good run of games, score a couple of goals and he can kind of find himself there. Cause he's still only 28, 29, 29. I think, you know, 29. Yeah. He should be coming into his peak now. So fingers crossed for him. He can have a bit of consistency after Saturday. He can have a bit of consistency, a bit of a decent run in the side and hopefully he'll do okay.
0: Yeah, just the one goal for MK Dons. Yes, um, yeah. But I, coincidentally, he I was away at Sunderland. So, um, <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> bite the hand that feeds you kind of thing. Um, uh, and MK was... I, I'm not sure he was used as a out-and-out out forward. Obviously, they had Twine in the 10 and, and Isler, I think, are from... But has he withdrawn a little bit, Seb, do we think, or...? Like, I think he for green. Green. It was more of an
1: option as well, wasn't he? I remember he came on against yeah. us. I think he's just a differential, you know, the size of him Go he's still got that great physique. I mean, when he made his debut for us at 16 against, was it Doncaster? And he looked like, I mean, was he six, three at the time or something? And, he just looked like a, you know, a, a fully primed athlete already at the age of 15 or 16, whatever he was. So I guess he's still got that physique and and, and some clubs will look to use him in the last sort of 15, 20 minutes to, to maybe look to throw it in the mixer a little bit and hold the ball up, that kind of thing. And like I said, hopefully he'll get a decent run now and and, and do OK. because He's still got a lot of years left in the game.
0: I sat in Churchman's a long, old time ago when we used to way from adjacent bits yes, in the stadium yeah. at halftime. I used to sat, sit next to a guy or standing, ne- yeah, sit next to a guy I used to shout, get in the mixer every single, every other week. He used to wind me up something, <laughs> but you're right. It's probably, you know, that physicality is there. He'll yeah. be surprised if he starts. i mean it might be a surprise if he even i mean you'd put him on the bench you put him on the bench, yeah, be I think be, rusty, he won't start he?
1: surely, but no. he'll be on the bench. I guess he's had no he probably went somewhere to keep himself fit over the summer with a a club, but he's he's had no real preseason to speak of, I guess, so I'd imagine you'll have him on the bench and if if you need to throw him on for the last five minutes to try and cause some chaos, I guess we might we might see him make an appearance
0: uh, and otherwise, the business is, has been seven free transfers. Including David Davies, who I quite like, and from Shrewsbury, That's a combative good yeah, central isn't it? Yep. Um, and Carl McAllister, who I think start, got, made his debut last week, right winger against um, from St Mirren. Rhys Brown returned from Huddersfield, having started out for a screen, or at least played for Forest Green. Sorry, from centre mid, um, Corey O'Keefe, I think, played right wing back last week. He signed from Rochdale, and then the loans: Oliver Casey from Blackpool, centre back, and Harry Boy's left back. Um, who wasn't in the squad at all. I think that's, that's a little bit of question marks what's going on there with him. But um, again, our mate Gab seemed to be a fan of Harry Boyce from his loan spell at um, Sonny Hall Moore. So I mean, yeah, this the squad is big enough. The question is, is about quality and it's, it's still early days, isn't it? Um, talk to me about last time out, Seb, Bristol Rovers. Um, game heading for what would probably on paper look like a pretty fair draw, wouldn't
1: it? Open it was, hole. yeah, heading for a, for a one-all, and then in the 89th minute, we saw you and Dave obviously discuss the, the Ryan Fraser finish away to Preston at the start of 2015. I remember I should know I was there. Um, and it was very much a goal of that ilk, wasn't it? In the 89th minute from Regan Hendry, left-footed, lets it sort of, you know, he sort of cuts it across the keeper, and it was a really, really kind of lovely finish. They One thing I noticed from the highlights of that game, they're pretty threatening from, from set pieces. Mm. They scored from one of their corners, they hit the post. And Hendry from- took it as well. Yeah, they hit the post from a uh, a second phase from another corner. So that's something we need to look out for a little bit on the... uh uh, on the weekend, but a very attacking performance. Seventeen shots, seven of them which were, were on target. Um, goal disallowed. Did you notice the goal was disallowed by them? The really nice build-up play. Forest Green goal disallowed, and straight away from the free kick, Bristol Rovers went down at the end of the, and, and and scored. It can just it show the, the yeah the momentum that can switch in football. But no, they had a decent win for them. I know they're playing against a side they would have faced last year. So Probably had no fear for them. But you know to to go away and and get your first three points at the opening day of the season is a great way to start and. Yeah, they're currently publishing the
0: table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of personnel, and 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 so we, you know, we're not to pretend that we know a huge amount ab- about this team. We've kind of listed the kind of key key players there. It's worth noting that Matty Stevens, who was player of the season for them, um, League Two, I think, up, up there with top scorers, twenty-three goals. I think for them last season has got an ACL injury, so he's out for six to nine months um since since April. So That's he's a big blurb, loss yeah. for them and, yeah. and probably illustrates why Connor Wickham has been brought in and that duration of contract perhaps because I guess Stevens will be looking to be returning from injury towards the end of the year, won't he? Um but otherwise, yeah, back three, Godwin, Malief, um, more Taylor and Cargill at the back, McGee and goal. Um and yeah, Davis taking his position in the centre of midfield along with Stevenson and Hendry's probably after his opening day, heroic Seb is is the one to watch. Yeah, full of confidence, classy little left-footed player, isn't he? Yeah, Jamil Matt um, got 19 goals last season as well. Um, I mean, their two strikers scored the bulk of their goals, it's worth saying. You know, Stephen's 23, Jamil Matt, 19. A lot of pressure on Matt to do it at a level higher, isn't it?
1: There is, yeah, because the next one down, I think, was Cadden with like six. I think there was a, a hell of a gap between those two strikers and then the next lot down. So, yeah, pressure on him to step up, but they, you know, he did, he did okay last year. But let's be honest, the gap between the top of League Two and the bottom of League One probably isn't a massive step up, is it? Let's be honest. Having seen clubs that come up and, you know, the likes of Cheltenham and Morecambe and, and, and Cambridge last year all, all, all survived pretty comfortably. I don't think it's a massive step up. So they'll be looking at him to, to chip in with the goals again this season and, and, and keep them up.
0: Exactly right. Um, and that managerial, that well, head coach advantage, I think is important at this level as well. Um, it will be interesting, really interesting to see how Ian Birchnell gets on that, that pedigree of the, the modern way of doing things. The Graham Potter school, if you want to call it that, could be a real advantage for them at this level as well. You know, there's a lot of teams and we talked about it again. Um, we'll link it. Um, well, we always link it. Our 1-24 to 24 and our League 1 predictions and that kind of stuff there is something to be said for teams that are making those recruitments. It is a gamble as well, though, Seb, isn't it? You know, it's different. Mark Kennedy had a difficult opening day, didn't he? And Scott Brown as well. So,
1: it is, yeah. It's, 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 you roll the dice and you see what happens. But I mean, if you've come from, you know, working with under Graham Potter and stuff and, you know, I, I always like the managers that, that go out and, and kind of like Pert did, you know, they go out and they kind of learn different cultures, different ways of doing things. And I like to think they bring that back with them. And he certainly had a very, very good start in the game, a very good grounding in the game. And hopefully it will put them in good stead.
0: Ready to pop the question? Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITSC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com blue Monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: It'll be interesting to see how Rob Edwards does as well, actually, having left them to go to Watford because... Oh, he's got a
0: 100% record as well for Watford, doesn't he? He has,
1: yeah. But I mean, that's that's real pressure there, isn't it? You know, we know what Watford tend to do with their managers if things aren't working out. So a big gamble for him to go there as well. It'll be interesting to see how how that pays off throughout the season.
0: It's a really excellent video that Watford power in the summer, actually, with Rob Edwards' first... Day training with the squad, kind of behind the scenes, and mic'd him up. And is it as good as the
1: Lee Johnson one? No, uh,
0: so it's different in a good way because right. he, he's not a. Like, it's twenty six. He's not minutes. telling
1: players he loves them. He's
0: not a bullshitter. Basically, right. you know, he's not a blagger. Right. There's clear strategy there, um, and he comes across really well. You know, there's no, you know, is it? I've tried. What's that? What's this? There's the bit where he's. Is it? No, I, need, I need to look it up now there's a bit where Lee Johnson's talking to players is it clarity or something else he's basically given him two words that mean exactly the same thing is it that <laughs> one or that one <laughs> probably a bit of both so yeah uh, a little bit more yeah grounding in well not David Brenty put it that way let's talk about Ipswich Seb uh, we know that Dominic Ball um, won't be fit Yeah, and we know that Coriordaro will also be missing so the question is any changes for
1: you? I think he will keep it the same. I think the five subs rule allows us real kind of flexibility. So I think it'll be the same starting eleven, barring any last minute injuries or something we don't know about. I think it'll be the same starting eleven that we saw against um uh, against Bolton uh, I think Lee will feel a little bit harsh done by then I think when he came on to replace Davis the dynamic down that side really changed not a slight on Davis in, the, in uh, at all I mean the poor guy came back from Australia didn't he at the start of the the week um so he must have been absolutely knackered um but I just think he'll I think he'll keep it the same and then we'll see a bit of rotation against Colchester on the Tuesday night where we'll see the likes of Burgess and maybe El Mazzuni if he's still here and Lee will get a chance then John Jules etc maybe Carl Edwards um but I, but i do don't expect any changes for, for Saturday. And then the beauty of it being that if it's not going to plan on 60 minutes, we can do what we did last week when, you know, I mean it must be soul destroying, mustn't it, for defenders. If you're absolutely shattered because you've been diggling with Freddie Ladapo, Connor Chaplin, and somebody else, and all of a sudden you look across the bench and you've got Caden Jackson and stuff coming on, you know, it's such an amazing advantage for us, and one I think we will use if it's not going to plan, but but I think it'll be the same eleven.
0: I guess most people out there might be thinking John Jules gets a start, perhaps at the expense of Harness. I wasn't too down on Harness's first half. I thought when we were under the cost for the first 20 minutes, he was the only one really getting in, getting stuck in there and trying to make stuff happen. But John Jules did make an impact, didn't he?
1: He did. But again, Harness has only been in the building for a couple of weeks, had he, at that point. So, you know, he's probably not up to speed with the rest of the team and stuff. I like Connor Chaplin in the number 10 role, so... I think I'd always look to play him. I'd give Harness another go because, you know, you spent some, some, some decent money on him and then use the likes of, you know, John Jules, Jackson, Edwards, etc. off the bench as, as, as weapons later on in the game. Um, but I think it'd be harsh if you were to drop Harness or Davis um, after, after, you know, one game.
0: Good stuff. Well, let's talk about what the scoreline might be in our new segment. Here we are back again, one week on from opening day and you get to inherit the scores of your predecessor, Dave Diamond in the hot seat last week. And let me just um, put the scores up from... There we go. He didn't do well for you. Didn't he do to. well, did he? Yeah, he got all that he red.
1: Have, yeah, didn't have the best of starts, did he? i presume that's why the feature's still here because uh, you, you Be- cleaned up on week one.
0: Exactly right. As long as, as long as I continue to win, then that's right. all that matters. Okay. Opening day notoriously difficult yeah, to I mean, predict yeah. anyway. But anything there catch your eye? Obviously. The blue tinted spectacles. Of I was going to say Town you were both very confident,
1: but I was as well. I thought we'd beat Bolton, so I was in the same camp. To be honest with you, Um, and I think overwhelmingly the the telegraph the telegram group thought the same thing, didn't they?
0: And if we hadn't conceded the penalty, it would have been one nil anyway. There's my logic Sigh. on that one. So yeah, nice six point cushion for me um, as the host. um, No pressure on you, Seb, to get you know. It's
1: six point. Not- Are you not just going to get a point for the week?
0: No, I'm get well. We oh right, you okay,
1: right. So well, you're sick. Okay, I we, presume you just win week one. So week one to be one, and you. Have we can the... do
0: both. We can do both.
1: No, no. I know, know that you and Craig have got that.
0: an agenda against me for fixing this. I'm you
1: not... give yourself that six point lead. You deserve that.
0: Well, we can do either. We can do strokes or we can do holes. It's. No, that's golf parlance, by the way, for anyone who's not familiar. I'll do both so that I can't be accused of fixing anything. I can't fix predictions, Seb. If I would, I wouldn't be working on this podcast. Put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, six-point gap to make up or a, le- a one-week delta to make up. There you go. I'm using all the impressive-sounding words. Let's talk about this week. Let's get on with things. Let's do it in fixture order, shall we? So we've given our scores here. Barnsley, Cheltenham first up and no real surprises but Barnsley, heavily favoured here. Lost last time out though, Seb.
1: Yeah, tough but away Cheltenham, game last week. Probably, yeah. yeah, tough, tough game away to Plymouth last week. You know, I, I, I can see them winning that one fairly comfortably. Maybe Mister Norwood. I, I think he came on last week. Didn't he? he? Didn't start, but he came on. Maybe a few more minutes in the tank, and maybe a goal for him to warm himself up before the Portman Road return at the end of the uh, end of the month as well.
0: We need to remember though, Cheltenham nearly shocked Peterborough on the opening day.
1: Yeah, was it, was it a two, crazy two, turnaround, years? wasn't it? Yeah, two nil up and sitting. I listened to the uh Dara McAnthony podcast earlier today and he said, Yeah, you said at half time they could have been more, they could have been three down, four down. I think they made four changes at half time. Grant McCann changed four players and well, with when you've got the likes of, you know, Johnson, Clark Harris, Jack Marriott in the side, you're always going to deliver goals and stuff, aren't you? So um, yeah, come back from them and they're they're up and running, aren't they?
0: Yeah, Alfie May on the score sheet there for Cheltenham as well. So He's a yeah, maybe we yeah. This is still early days, isn't it? Seasons still evolving. So worth noting there that Cheltenham, yeah, I mean psychologically though, so I mean we I'm trying to think of games like that where we've had on the opening day and and the seasons that have come from that. It's difficult to not read too much into it though, isn't it? Because you know, 2 0 up at home, is that more about Peterborough than Cheltenham?
1: I think so, because, you know, like I said, the players that Peterborough have, you could always fear. I mean, if if Cheltenham were to go 2-0 up against maybe, a, no disrespect, a, a Port Vale, a Fleetwood, you know, somebody lower down in the league, I'd fully expect them to see the game out. But when you do it, you know, the likes of Peterborough, we, I, I tip them for the league. We fully expect them to be up there challenging. And I guess, you know, as soon as one goes in, the probably the, the quality of players they have in the side. I don't know if Smodic played before he left, but Marriott scored, Clark Harris scored, Taylor was there. Obviously, you know, I think against the side of that cat, there's no real you know sort of shame in, in in losing that one
0: next up Bolton who we know very well and because of that we've erred on the side of them with a narrow one goal margin which is endorsed by 63 percent from our telegram group but Wickham you know resounding win on the opening day will be against a team that we expect to struggle in Burton
1: it was, not it? 3-0? Yeah, 3-0 before half-time as well. They just came out the traps sort of flying. They, they went a bit under the radar in our pre-match, uh, pre, you know, our, our 1-24. I think we both had them just outside the playoffs, didn't we? We thought they'd fall back a little bit this year, and I guess they're just going to quietly go about their business. Bolton, for the first half an hour, I was impressed by them last week. Okay, they faded in the second half of stuff, but when you've got a, a quality player like line in the side, you know, then you, you, you're always going to be able to create and stuff, and I, I think they will win that one because um, I think they're a good side, and I think they will be up there at the end of the season.
0: Home advantage a big factor. Yeah. Burton Bristol Rovers potentially a relegation six points already. You've gone for an away win. I've I've kind of I I just with Burton think it's really easy to go really hard on them being in trouble. We need to remember Bristol Rovers obviously lost to Forest Green as we were talking about just before. But you're going for a Bristol Rovers victory, a bounce back from that opening day defeat.
1: I am, yeah. I mean, like I say, you know, earlier on we discussed the, the Forest Green game and it was an 89th minute winner. It looked to be heading for a draw, so a decent performance by them. Burton I'm just worried about because there doesn't seem to be much positivity kind of anywhere amongst their fans or anything. You know, signings aren't amazing. Hasselbank seems quite kind of quiet and stuff and, you know, you get those sides which kind of, you know, punch above their weight for a little while and then as soon as that kind of investment stops and that recruitment doesn't doesn't hit the heights it's meant to, they do start to struggle. So I do worry for them a little bit this year. I don't think i tip them to go down in the ones Um but I think Bristol Rose will win that one on the weekend.
0: Okay, next up, Charlton v Derby. We're going for a stalemate.
1: Yeah, I've gone for a, for, for a one-all. So they won last week. As I said, Connor Hurahan in this league is a bit of a cheat code, I think. Um, and Charlton, was it 2-2 on the opening day of the season, a 2-2? Yeah, he nearly won it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a, a nailed on kind of, I mean, they were, yeah. God, if you've thought Charlton Derby, you'd be thinking back to what, 20 <laughs> years ago, that was a a Premier League kind of mid table Premier League kind of fixture. And yeah, it shows how far they've, they've both fallen. But no, I think a, a draw for that one, a solid point on the road for Derby and, um, and yeah, get Charlton up running at home.
0: Yeah, we agree on that one. Next to Paul Vale, another, well, it's certainly a, a clash of, the promoted sides, I guess, if I was being harsh, it's maybe a um, another relegation six-pointer as well. And, yeah, you're favouring Exeter on that one. Do you want to talk us through that?
1: Point away, wasn't it? At Lincoln on the opening day of the season. Yeah. And they did, they did okay. And, and Port Vale, was it? They Port Vale beat, who was that? Beat it? Fleetwood. That's it, Fleetwood, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think a battle of the of the promoted size. I'm just tipping Exeter to come out on that one. It, it's so hard, is it? This this time of the season, it's almost impossible. There's no kind of form going into games. It's just what your gut kind of tells you. And on that one for me, I've just gone for Exeter.
0: Yeah, I think Port Vale surprised me a little bit. I'd, it was one of the teams in my 1-24 that I predicted, I think, to finish bottom. Maybe maybe it was one of these two sides. I think Port Vale might surprise a few, so that's why I've gone for the, for the draw. But no surprises for Fleetwood, Plymouth, Seb. Plymouth up and no. running with a win against Barnsley. That would have given them plenty of confidence and long old trip to Fleetwoods, but we're expecting them to win.
1: I think so, yeah. Like we discussed on the, the show with Gab, they've they've kept the squad together. They've got this lad who scored last week from Villa, haven't they? Is it Azaz, Aziz, Azaz? Oh, we we do
0: them. our research, don't we, eh?
1: It's, it's something like Azaz, Finn, Finn Azaz or something. He's the guy who scored on loan from, from oh, Villa. from Norwich. Sorry. Yeah.
0: The guy he's from, from Norwich. He's from Villa. Villa. Finn Azaz, yeah.
1: Yeah, from Villa. Um, he scored last week, and yeah, they've done they've done really smart business to keep that squad together. Because I thought it would break up over the summer. I thought Jeff Cart, Hardy, Connor Grant would all kind of move on elsewhere and stuff. But they've done really well, and I think I think they'll do that one at Fleetwood quite quite comfortably.
0: Next up, yeah, the big one for us at least, um, and <laughs> the blue tinted spectacles are back on. What's your store? What's your thoughts on? I mean, you're going for a clean sheet. Yeah, I'm I'm worried that we might concede from a set piece again or a penalty perhaps, but both of us going for the two goals and frankly... We have to. You know, we it's a little bit... A lot of... It's really easy to get really nervous and anxious and stuff like this. I think we probably need to temper a little bit You know, the thoughts on Forest Green because the opening day for them, first time at this level, just needs to be a professional job, isn't it? So get out of there with... All the points and don't make any fuss. Kind and of it's
1: points. what we didn't do last year, is it? You know, we took what a point off Cheltenham, two points off Morecambe, no points off Bolton, and one point off Cambridge. You know, at no point did we did we turn up and sort of do a professional job against the newly promoted side, and that has to change this year. I mean, you know, I've I've gone for two 0 I'm pretty confident. I think that the greater quality will shine through um, by the end of the game, and and we we really kind of have to win that one because if we were to draw or God forbid, lose. That puts a lot of pressure going into the MK game, doesn't it? Well,
0: let's, let's talk about uh, the MK. It's a nice segue because MK, perhaps the surprise result of last weekend was MK <laughs> yeah. losing to Cambridge, albeit I think MK were battering them towards the end, suddenly hit the woodwork. And we're predicting, uh, we're split a little bit on MK here. You're going for a home win, I'm going for an away win.
1: I am, yeah. I'm not fully bought into the Sheffield Wednesday kind of romp the league loving. It was a I surprise, it, wasn't it? Defensive I day. said it on the preview show, you know, I think they're going to take a bit of time to get into their stride and I think if they do struggle, given the owner they've got, I could well see Darren Moore kind of being, you know, under uh, under pressure. 3 all, wasn't it, against Portsmouth on the opening day? Yep. Um a couple of goals, a couple of assists. From the Harry quite, Kane that
0: is Joe Piggott on the yeah, assist? the
1: Harry Kane of, the, uh, of League One. Um, and I just, yeah, I just think they're going to take a little bit of time to get going and I think MK will, will win that one and look to get their season up and running.
0: I think Darren Moore will have them up for it. And I think I'm still not sure about MK Dons, which is why I'm backing... Sheffield Wednesday and that one will be, I know it's an away game. So we'll see the boat race derby. We are both going for Oxford here. Last This time last week, and I need to kind of, um, we had some Oxford folks in the comments. So thank you for, if you're not an Ipswich fan, for joining in. We're very happy to have you here. We've recorded um, a few hours before Cameron Rannigan signed a new contract there rather than choosing to join Michael Appleton at Blackpool, which is good news. Um and but we're not back in Cambridge to continue their heroics from last week, Seb.
1: No, I think Oxford will will sort of get their season up and running. They lost obviously a late it was a late goal by Derby last week, wasn't it? Was it 80th, 80th minute or so from Hurrahen? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I think they did okay last week, and I think they'll look to get their season up and running. And and Cambridge obviously will be on such a high after beating MK Dons because none of us ever saw that one coming. But I think it's uh I think normal service will resume, and the the, the more fancy team for that one will will clean up in Oxford.
0: And strangely, Cambridge. And Millwall, the only two teams in the EFL who chose to play their Carabao Cup tie this week. Yeah,
1: what, what is that? Is that just a club choice It's thing? A choice. Do they, do All clubs get the choice.
0: I think so. They were the only okay. two that went for it. Um, okay. Whether that might play against Cambridge, and um, Oxford obviously have had you know, a, a, a no-game midweek. Um, who knows? Small margins. It just depends
1: perhaps. who you've got next weekend as well. If Cambridge have got a horrible trip next weekend, it makes sense to get it done whilst you're more local against Maybe Oxford so. this weekend. If, if they're I don't know where they are next weekend, but if they're going to Plymouth or Fleetwood or something, it might make sense to get it out of the way whilst you're local. And then you can have kind of, add, you know, not not as much travelling is required. Obviously for us, we've got Cole U on Tuesday night and then MK on Saturday. So it makes it nice and easy and nice and local.
0: Now, here I am to totally quash that um, <laughs> conspiracy are theory. Feetabon. They're at home to Exeter.
1: Brilliant, right. Yeah, no logic. So, <laughs>
0: Well, maybe they see Exeter as a game they need to win. So maybe maybe your theory... Has, mm, let us know in the comments on Seb's theory. <laughs> uh, Peterborough, Morecambe, no surprises. We're both going for a two-goal margin. I'm still not sure. Well, I've gone for a two-now. You've got Peterborough conceding, and I probably would follow suit now. They conceded two against Cheltenham and they so yeah. suggest that maybe they are better going forward than they are at the back.
1: And do you remember in the twenty didn't you predict Morecambe to go down? I did. That's never happened in their history. Do you remember that was my fact of the week oh, on yeah, the, yeah, opening, yeah, yeah, uh, the opening pre-match show of last hello, year Morecam that led fans. to that amazing feature? Yeah, they've never been relegated, so I'd, yeah, I thought I'd bring that one back up against you. I, oh. I can see Peterborough scoring goals for fun in this league, given their talents. I know they've lost Smodic. I guess it'll depend if they lose anybody else before the end of the window. But yeah, I can see them comfortably winning that one.
0: And then Pompey Lincoln, we've again both gone for... Home Wednesdays, as have Telegram Group. Um, probably more of a well, were you impressed with Pompey getting that point? It was nearly three, wasn't it? Away at yeah. Sheffield Wednesday,
1: yeah, tough um, place to go, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, Sheffield Wednesday start of the season's pretty, pretty hard, isn't it? There, Portsmouth, now they've got MK Dons, but I think that was a really good performance by by Portsmouth away from home. The Harry Kane of, of League One is already up and running with his, um, you know, with his assist quota and stuff. Colby Bishop is always going to be a threat up front. And um, and they, who's the guy they signed from Spurs? Dane Scarlett, isn't it? He's a, another young player that I really really like. So I think they'll be quite comfortable in that one.
0: So and Lincoln and a t- also a tough, a tough
1: welcome, isn't it, for for Mark Kennedy? Yeah,
0: poor guy. Yeah, and mm. last week was a a bit tough for them as well. I think when was it a last minute? Well, they one took or, the lead.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was no, no Last week was all, I know.
0: Last good. I'm confusing them with Fleetwood.
1: Um, yeah, they went yeah, one. Yeah, one. they
0: equalised, didn't they? Hopper. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. Um, and let's finish things off with. She's, I can't get excited. I'm not going to lie about shrewsbury Reactington. I've gone for a 0-0. You're giving Shrewsbury the home advantage, presumably on the basis of their recruitment. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Very sensible kind of summer business. And yeah, I think they'll win that one. And yeah, we'll see if... 0 nil any- for
0: them last week, No, Seb.
1: It was, yeah, but I, I, I just think they'll oversee. I mean, I think Akrington might really look to kind of struggle this year. You know, they're they're not making amazing friends off the pitch with some of the the <laughs> stuff the chairman's putting on Twitter and stuff. And I, I think Shrewsbury's uh, recruitment for the summer was very smart. You know, the likes of um, uh, who's the guy from Portsmouth, Aidan O'Brien and stuff. The players they added, I think, were Chipley quality. And- yeah, quality players, and I, I I think they'll do okay this year.
0: Grand. Well, let us know what you think in the comments. We want to hear your predictions as well. So please. Um, reply there if you're watching on YouTube as well or at Blue Monday ITFC if you want to share them with us or I'll just put them up once more. So home wins, we think, for Barnsley. Home wins for Bolton. Um, we're a bit split on Burton. We're not particularly excited about the likelihood of goals there. The Telegram group erring on the side of a draw. Same for Charlton and Derby. Hex to Port Vale, similar. A little bit of split the difference there. The Telegram group um, feeling good about Exeter, though. Um, Plymouth. Continuing their form seems um, an easy one to predict there. And Ipswich, blue tinted spectacles away win, um, though maybe more difficult than we think. MK Don, Sheffield Wednesday could be a bit of a tight one. Oxford to get their season up and running, perhaps. Peterborough continue their form. Portsmouth as well. Um, and Shrewsbury, Accrington, maybe looks like the Telegram group erring on the side of the home team. Let us know how we got on. Um, feel free to supplement our predictions with your own. And we'll be back next week. To let you know how we got on and to predict another round of League One fixtures, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe if you're a League One supporter um, from another club and want to see this show every week, and it will land in your subscriptions. Then do get involved in that and um, follow us at Blue Monday ITFC on the Twitter as well. Seb, thank you very much. I was going to say good luck. Not sure I mean it, but good luck, and we'll see how we get on next week. <laughs> Let's do some bits and pieces of business before we finish off the show. As always, we're this um, pod is brought to you with um, in partnership with our great friends at the Greyhound Pub. Do head there next week for the MK Dons match. Um, we'll be talking about that obviously in this week, this time next week. Talk to us about Telegram group. It's kind of the tele. We. We're having good fun on the Telegram group. We really do love it. And um, all the details for it, all the details, whenever I plug stuff, blue mondayitfc.co.uk is where you need to go. But I think all of us are a little bit finding Twitter its usual tedious self of late, isn't it? That's like, just go. To, uh, Twitter is kind of doing the advertising for us on the Telegram group. Here, it so. is,
1: yeah. The best advert to join Telegram is just. Twitter it's not Twitter. General, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's not Twitter. It's a nicer clientele of people. You get informed reasoned debates you know we have a couple of a couple of sneak behind the curtain stuff from certain people and it's just a great little community that's growing match days when it really comes into its own with the match day chat Mm. it's great to see everybody sort of you know morning rituals and travels and pre-match plans and you guys had some meetups didn't you people came to the greyhound and met you and dave last week didn't you and stuff and and yeah it's it's a great little community that isn't twitter and isn't full of some of the kind of people that you find on twitter that's the best advert i can give it
0: <laughs> nice and disconcertingly vague there you can also support the pods by um it needs to say um the telegram group the link as i mentioned blue monday safety up could you hosted for our friends at leveler two weeks on us and then there's a monthly subscription after that if you want to buy some blue monday merch and support us that way um, a little bit of money goes back to the pods whenever you do that we've got Mugs, T-shirts, hoodies, dog bandanas, you know, all the good, cool stuff, water bottles. Um, head over to our, our Blue money merch store and avail yourself of all the cool stuff over there. Flagship show, Seb, are you going to be back for that?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah! Back on Sunday yeah. for going out live. Looking forward to my first ever live flagship, I think. I know we do the, when it's like the 500 or the 600th show, we've done that as live flagships. But on the whole, they tend to be kind of Friday, uh, sorry, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening pre records and go out on the Monday. So looking forward to a live one. Hopefully it'll be easier for the host than it was last week. I tuned in last week from my sunbed and watched all, all kind of six of you giving Mikey abuse for turning up late <sighs> and stuff. And yeah, I did feel a bit sorry for Ben at times trying to herd cats, but yeah, we'll see, see, yeah, see how this one with the weekend goes. few here.
0: less members of the pod team on Sunday <laughs> show, which I think I'll be in the host's chair for. So do join us live, 8 p.m. Um, Seb and I will be driving back at 70 miles an hour and no more to make sure we make Tops. it for 8 p.m. kickoff there so do join us on youtube available on the podcast feed and on demand thereafter um do get involved in that get involved in the live chat and so on um really does help us drive on the conversation and if you're listening to us and i'm sure you are because this this bit isn't going down the video feed do leave us a review in your podcast app of choice and feel free to if you feel like obliging giving us a a five-star review it does help us promote us up the podcast league tables i don't think those those are a thing but it makes us feel good Um, and no doubt helps us out with certain algorithms and the dark arts that we don't know about. And we do like reading them, particularly when they quote The Office or Partridge. So thank you um, to those of you who left reviews along those lines already. Um, And if you'd like to supplement, we'd we'd be very grateful. That is your lot. Thank you if you've made it this far. Hope we've given you some insights on Forest Green. We were gonna talk about logistics, but frankly, I think the summary and the, the logistics is it's a long way and it's kind of similar to Wickham, only less parking. So, bear, yeah, make sure you get there in good time and try there is to. A, figure there out is a park the, and ride that's worth
1: investigating, but I think there's only 200 spaces. So, if you can get the park and ride, I think you've got to get there fairly early. It's three quid, Um and that looks to be by far the best option if you're if you're driving it because some of the roads around the ground don't look great for, for parking or anything.
0: Yeah, so maybe rants wickham-esque rants and there's coming also your way on some down the floor
1: worth pointing out one of my mates who's, who's coming with me on a meeting there on saturday uh he's pointed out it's an away fan zone as well um we're they'll be doing vegan sausage rolls and that kind of thing and that's uh yeah that's behind the stand we're all in so that's somewhere you can go around the ground as well
0: cool seb i'll let you say the final word as always thank you for your company and your insights and your predictions and um, I'll see you I'll see you on Saturday. And if you see us on Saturday, do come and say hello. But, Seb, I'll let you sign off.
1: My season starts here, so here we go. We didn't take any points off of the promoted, any wins off the promoted sides last year. That's going to change on Saturday. It's going to be a great away following. Enjoy yourselves at a new experience and a new ground. Three points in the bag and come on, you blues.